0: Coming up once again, we're answering your questions about Universal Orlando and more. Not more. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Dis Unplugged. <laughs> is episode 198 of the dis unplugged universal edition the dis unplugged universal edition is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com hello everyone welcome to this week's episode of the Diz unplugged universal edition I am your host Craig Williams and today I am joined alongside by the same person I always am unless I'm doing it by myself or we have a special guest on uh Rhino Clavin hey waka waka okay Okie jokey <laughs> ah. okay because you, you drew it in at the end couldn't do it in the beginning I am. no Okay, fair I enough. can't think of anything he says right now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So, Funny. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's not one of his lines. But we have, regardless of Rhino not being able to come up with any Muppet humor uh, for you right at the top of the show, we do have an excellent episode for you. As we have said before, uh, uh, I don't remember when, if ever. I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. you need to finish a sentence <laughs> i thought about finishing it and then i was like mm, no to just stall on the brakes yep you just
1: what, what emotions driving your brain
0: today <laughs> no idea probably the emotion of i got a l- not a lot of sleep last night i still have a ton of work today but we have to cram this right in on the middle so uh uh, why don't we just get do it yeah, get with cramming. the questions? Yeah, we can get we can get questioning. So, uh, of course, we asked you to submit questions on Facebook or email, and I've got a decent list uh, here that we can read off of. So. Of course, uh, inevitably, there's always going to be some Halloween Horror Nights questions thrown in. So I figured we could just get to those right away since the event just ended this past week. Let's just get that out of the way for right now and then we could move on to greener pastures. So our first one that we have comes from Alex. And Alex says Since HHN is over and Universal is having the Stranger Thing house open for one day during the day at Universal, do you think it's to test out if they should have an all year round haunted? house if so which house would you be really interested to see and of course this is uh in reference to just a couple days ago two days ago in fact was stranger things day to celebrate the day that will buyers disappeared <laughs> nothing like uh, celebrating a day that a child was kidnapped by a demogorgon to go into a upside down but
1: Carol you know, Ann like, doesn't have a day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> where's where's the <laughs> where's National Carol Poltergeist Anne's Day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Stranger Things Day, we have clear that. Clear your
1: mind and knows what fears you. <laughs> exactly, uh, that's not right the
0: right saying, but whatever. Exactly, uh, but no, I, I agree. wholeheartedly on that. Uh, I don't think Poltergeist is getting its fair share. It's it's due, but uh, yeah. So Stranger Things Day happened, and they had the Stranger Things house open for one day after Halloween Horror Nights ended from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, they brought back some of the food offerings as well, too, that was special. So cool little thing if you were here after the event to take place on it the lines were short for pretty much most of the day i was kind of following along i uh, heard some people saying they were waiting 30 40 minutes mm-hmm. for it it did jump up to like two hours as it got to the the end of the night right before it was about to close everybody's
1: trying to get out after work to go
0: exactly get out after work want to hit it uh, all at once so pretty insane but uh do we think it was a test to do an all-year-round haunted house yes <laughs> the, they're running house. Uh, ultimately, I don't think so at all because they don't need to do a test here in Orlando to do that. They already do it in Hollywood, and they've done it in Hollywood for a long time. First with – I don't even know if there was one before the House of Horrors uh, that was there for a long time. But what? they had House of Horrors, and then uh, that closed, and then we got another year-round house with The Walking Dead. Was so, that,
1: did The Walking Dead replace that? Uh, no. I thought that was in a different area. Yeah, it's uh, House
0: of Horrors was when you were walking into Universal – Studios Hollywood, on the upper lot, it was like the first thing on your left when you walked into the park. And I'll be honest, I only got to experience it the first time I went out. By the next time I was already out there at Universal Studios Hollywood, it was already closed in a construction pit. Mm -hmm. So my memories of that are, I remember going through the house and seeing like the classic monster elements and stuff. Actually, no, the next time I went there, it was for Halloween Horror Nights, so it was they converted that kind of like they do the Walking Dead house where they add a couple little extra things in there for HHN. Uh, it was similar to that. They still had House of Horrors, but this one I think was um, they would well, the year that I went, they may have added the like dance troupe. It might have been like Did you no no walkers? no sorry that was that was face off face off was put in there. Um. Sorry, I don't know why I just mix those two up. Yeah. But out here we had the face off scare zone Mm -hmm. and there they had face off inside the house of horrors. If I'm remembering correctly, which I believe I am. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they've had that there. And then walking dead is now, is now their year round house. So I don't think universal Orlando needs to do any tests to see if a year round house would be popular when they already have those results from Hollywood. And, I, I think it is popular to a degree, but it's also, if you've done the Walking Dead experience out there, it's it's not, it's cheap. It's
1: not as scary. It's, it's not it's as not, many. It's not as good as it should be, you know? Yeah. It, you, like, if you could keep it, do it, and, like, even up it so it's even better than, like, the house is on, during the Halloween Horror Night season, then it would justify it. And I would like, t- and if to answer the second half of that question i would like a stranger things one i think that would be a cool one but i think you'd have to essentially redesign it a little bit so maybe it it takes its time in some other places and ups it like you know you have to think about okay if we don't have people in here what is there for people to look at or see or do or where can we add maybe a little bit of animatronics so we don't need an actor or something like that you know yeah i
0: i wouldn't i don't care about a stranger things house year round if they were to ever strike a deal like that and it was it's just solely because there's not it's the Demogorgon that's the scary element to that. And so, like we saw in the HHN house, you just have a lot of Demogorgons around and then some of the random characters that have really uh, high-volume triggers that go off to give you that little bit of a jump. But it just wasn't unique enough. And I, well, with, with The Walking Dead, yeah, it's just zombies over and over and over again. But at least the zombies have different characteristics and different looks to them. Uh Demogorgon's don't, so I don't think it would work with that. It need it would need to be something like that that has that has multiple characters that can be used for the scare elements. That like think about a year round Ghostbusters house.
1: Oh, taking I, would different die. Shows. Yeah. I would die. I would die. I would die. What if they could make it where it was like Men in Black? You know how you have the blaster? Yeah. Maybe it's a walkthrough blaster house like that oh my god get rid of man in black and make it ghostbusters so many ideas me yeah, now.
0: but that's that's what i'm kind of saying with it though i feel like it needs something that has a larger world in order to make it to make it uh, more entertaining and then you also come want on. to pick something that you know is going to be timeless we're still living in the world of stranger things right now but will it still be as impactful 10 years from now especially if it only is like three seasons well, we look back. I only it. care
1: about Ghostbusters now. <laughs> there is no Rhino, only Zool. Oh, um, that is true in life. Only three seasons. What are you talking about? It's going to be five seasons. I We don't know. The
0: kids eventually are yeah, going to
1: start. No, no, no. The guys who made the show already said that, that they didn't want to do any more than that. That they were essentially like they believed it was going to be four or five, but no more.
0: Hey, but that is also, I think you have to start looking at the cast. You know, if they are continually, if they're able to put it out year after year, the kids stay young, they stay good. No one wants to see. Will's um, getting old, though. Yeah. No one wants to see the kids once they start getting too old. No one wants to see Dustin looking like he's 40 years old. He basically already looks like that. (laughs) Um, It's just, they're going to have to watch out with how they progress with it, or uh, are there enough interesting stories to take it that long? That's ultimately one of the... With any TV show or any movie, should I keep making sequels? Should we keep making new seasons? If you don't have an interesting story to tell anymore, just stop telling it. You can find something else creative to work on. That's my advice to all those Did people in Hollywood Did two come out, there.
1: out this year or last year? Last, last Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. Just yeah. wondering.
0: So I would... I, I would like to see something else if it was a year-round house. Uh, not necessarily Ghostbusters, but like I said, something, something that's more – that has already stood the test of time. Ghostbusters. And that's uh, – yeah, it would, that would work. But uh, so that – I hope that answers your question. I know we didn't – well, you said uh, which one are we interested to see? Ghostbusters.
1: Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh- I'd like to see it be something, though, where maybe it stays but only for one year. So it starts and it debuts as part of Halloween Horror Nights, and that one will stay until the next Halloween Horror Nights. And so, like, maybe that one can get a little extra touch in construction and creativity, but like, maybe it can be swapped out.
0: So if there was one from this year's event that you would have liked to seen as a year round house, which one would have been,
1: I think poltergeist, I think, because it involved a lot of different types of scares. So in a lot of creative scares, but it also had like puppetry in it a little bit. I don't know if puppetry is the right word, but, um, so I felt like it had diverse type of scare elements in it. It had the rain in the beginning, the house, I thought the, like that. The way you moved through the house was really cool, and I think it deserved. It would be one that I could see. I went every time, and I could see repeatedly going again to really see it all. So I can see it as somebody who maybe doesn't go that often would go more than once to see it again. But yeah, of of the ones, I would I've I I think that one and maybe Scary Tales.
0: Yeah, that's, I was honestly leaning towards either Scary Tales or, even though it wasn't one of the bigger ones that I liked, but something like Carnival Graveyard, which mm. still would work mm. with Universal. Mm. It just, it, it, Blah. Yeah, Blah. yeah, Hey, uh, I know you and I weren't the biggest fans of it, but for some people out there, this was their favorite it was, house. It did and, always
1: have a 45-minute wait yeah, anymore, so
0: It was always, always, always busy, so it's, you know— People people vote with their time.
1: People like that zombie one a lot. The Dead yeah. Exposure one, too. Yep. Yeah. So that that seems like one that would have been very popular if it stayed. But yeah. it's the zombies, like you said.
0: Yeah. But for me, I I think it would be either Scary Tales or Carnival Graveyard. I could see those having a, like, loved Poltergeist. But you also don't want too much of a good thing. Um, and that's, I feel like, that would have become a thing with it. I don't know. It, it, it was a very different house going in it during the daytime right when the event started versus nighttime like you go in daytime you're blind when you walked yeah, in true. there and, and you, the entire it was
1: really hard to get yeah. through the first part without would not being able to see
0: exactly you couldn't see anything and it was so scary and then you go at nighttime and you can see everything you can see all the caskets yeah. you can but there was the scare element wasn't there so it's it you know there it wasn't perfect in that sense, Great House just uh, needed, I, I don't think, for a year round. But Brandy asked, now that HHN 2-8 is over, what's, uh, we'll give each each of us one of our blue sky ideas for Halloween Horror Nights 29. It's not going to happen. It's Warner
1: Brothers. Why? They don't like each other? Oh, because Warner oh. Brothers is doing their own yeah. thing now. So they're going to. Mm. And from
0: everything that I read, uh, HHN out in Hollywood again was another bust. Again this year, and even like though go way out there, maybe even though Warner Brothers wasn't great for its first year, it still now has more promise than Halloween Horror Nights does in really? Hollywood mm. to come back from how bad it's oh, gotten.
1: They're going to have to mine their catalog, so I doubt they're going to be leasing anything out to yeah. anybody.
0: So no, it no Gremlins, not, not even I think Warner Brothers owns Freddie and Jason and that too. So um, if it's Warner wow. Brothers horror. They're going to use it for their park. They're not going to. Hmm. They're not going to give it up. I don't so, know. This actually, is they're one. New Line,
1: right? Yeah, they're, I they're, they're I w- yeah. Dimensions, I think, or yeah. something. New Line, um, but New Line's partnered with Warner Brothers, I think. But eh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Anyway, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that is scary that we haven't seen. Um. I love the idea of, like, revisiting those. Like, I, the, the reason why I like this year's event so much is I love that idea of visiting. Mike all put it pretty well about it being, like, the, the feeling was supposed to be, like, when you were a kid at a sleepover and you put in a movie that you weren't supposed to be watching. And it was supposed to be that feeling where you're, like, scared, but you're having fun with your friends and stuff. And, like, I'm like, that's a really good way of putting that. So I'm trying to think yep. of something in that territory.
0: I'm already going to jump on the bandwagon. I know you didn't watch it yet, and eventually you'll get around to it. Yes, yeah, Smurfs too. Uh, <laughs> Smurfs in the City. Uh, I think that was the title. I know NPH was involved. That's all that matter. But uh, no, um, yeah, the Haunting of Hill House from Netflix. Oh, I already know. Okay. I know mine now. You're going to say Sabrina. I'm going to say Sabrina. It's (laughs) Okay. But see, that's the difference between Rhino and I. (laughs) While the entire world was sitting at the edge of their seat watching The Haunting of Hill House... Then you have Rhino, who's like, "I'm not gonna watch that. I'm just waiting for Sabrina," <laughs> yeah. and he missed out on.
1: I was watching. I didn't miss out yet. I'm still. I. It's literally the next thing to go into me into that. The next show that I will invest my time in is that show. Oh,
0: so you'll get there in February.
1: I'm rewatching Sabrina. Already. <laughs> Well, Eli Adam watched it, and I was trying to. When I'm working, I don't like to watch a new thing. I want to pay attention to. So he started. Re, he started watching Sabrina because he hadn't seen it yet. And, and
0: this uh, is where I worry that by the time you get around to the haunting of Hill House, a couple things will be spoiled. For I know you that's why and I'm scared. You, yeah, you can't just stop watching Sabrina. What already? if we just get
1: Sabrina, Hill House, and Stranger Things? We just make it a Netflix year. I don't need Stranger Things again. Oh, the house. I need wasn't the Mind that good. Slayer oh I need it I need it I need it I, I need it. I don't need I need it but I don't again. want it to be the marquee attraction again yeah because no. I, I I honestly don't feel like it was the I get that it was the one that drew in the crowds but I don't think it was the marquee house I think that went to poltergeist so I think I I would I'd like it to see a house but not be like that's the event
0: yeah the haunting of Hill House was one of the best series I've watched just plain it was incredible from start to finish there was a couple slow points in it but what i loved about it it did have the straight horror elements that i feel like could be transported into HHN but then it also had it also had all of those and everyone saw it on the internet and like, I think before they noticed in the show, many people noticed in the show was like the hidden ghosts that were in the I background. I've seen so
1: articles that were like, oh, here's an article seeing every single ghost that you missed yeah. while you are watching. And, and
0: like, I, creepy. I just think about that being, you know, HHN, we're always so used to those scares that are loud noise jump right out at you. What if you get those scares in where kind of with the same idea of seeds of extinction, where you're not sure if that thing is what you really think you're seeing? And if there is a ghost in the background, on top of that, we, I think one of our highlight houses at Not Scary Farm, the year that we went was the uh, the trick or treat house. I forget. I think his trick or treat lights out, something like that, where you're walking through the house. Oh, yeah, that and was cool. You have your flashlight, and it will just go out and goes dark. They it do that
1: and did things. They yeah. do
0: that in the show too, where they have flashlights that just start flickering and then go out. So even if that became if they took not scary farms idea and did
1: the, the
0: flashlight
1: haunted
0: house with it. Oh my gosh. It has so much promise with that. So
1: I would like to see, and I know this is, this is definitely blue in the sky and would never happen because it's been 14 years. So it hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen now. Supernatural because I feel like in the 14 years it's been on that uh, there, what I love about supernatural and what I loved about it when it started um, was that it was all about like American folklore horror stories in American folklore so it was all and then you know it expanded and then obviously the angels and the demons and stuff like that but like it like so it has over these years really cultivated like there are some pretty terrifying visuals they've used on the show over there like the Wendigo that rips through its skin and stuff like that and like I'd really like to see like you know, it's just that it can be two guys, and then maybe a Castiel here and there. But they're like you're just kind of going through, and you're like on the hunt for a specific something, and like maybe it tells the story as you go through that yeah, way. You know?
0: I don't, I don't think that's out of the question any time at all. Just probably not in the near future. I think it'll be one like down the road, uh, years and years from now that someone who's in charge of HHN will be like, I love this show and I want to bring it to life. Maybe now. it'll still be so, on
1: the air at that point. Because well, it, uh, it's season 14 and you're like, oh, right. <laughs>
0: would, the idea, I think, would hope that it leaves TV so that way at least the licensing rights and stuff would probably be a little uh, yeah. bit cheaper. But true, I, don't, true, true, true. I don't know any of those details. But uh, those are some of what we have to offer for you uh brandy and kind of moving on with a similar concept to that uh amber asked besides the potential of a new park and the harry potter coaster there seems to be very few projects on the horizon are they slowing down or keeping some surprises on the horizon
1: i think it's all surprises yeah I Double. think that they're like okay, they they know they have to keep their like cannon loaded and waiting cuz Star Wars is going to open and I think they need to be like bam 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 we're still we're still in it. But you know, they were developing this but all along we had this secret thing going on.
0: Yeah, um, there's definitely there's definitely projects coming. Universal is sticking with their goal of uh, developing one a- new attraction a year for the parks. Uh, they're they're not going away from that when they pledged that they were going to do that so new attractions are coming Uh, it's just about what the attractions are and when they're going to be released so like we knew about the Harry Potter coaster as you mentioned and that that was announced, but then it went the longest time without any real updates to it. And then the first time we did get an update to it, I saw someone post about it on Twitter. I would love to give you credit, but it's been weeks and months ago now that you said it. Um, the first real big update in anything with the Harry Potter coaster was when Pottermore released artwork that still to this day, I don't. they said that Universal still hasn't released anything with it and really acknowledged it at all and i after they said that i was like you know what that is that is accurate they that was that was definitely a pottermore thing building the hype for the coaster so universal's still not really ready at this point to really all out promote the coaster with when it's going to mm. come out what it's going to involve so i think that's just the strategy they're moving with right now is when the projects get closer to being ready they will announce more details about them when, when they start to come to life, they're going to release any details at all. So um, th- everything is still coming along the right way. I, I think we'll see multiple, multiple new attractions before uh, we even get an announcement for the new park, but that just because they're not saying anything doesn't mean it's not happening. So uh, once, once they get past the Harry Potter coaster, uh, which will be out next year. Then I think we'll start hearing a lot more happening. So just got to be patient. No. No? No. Okay. Fair enough. So this next one comes from Rob, and Rob says, I'm not a big roller coaster person. Is it worth the cost of park tickets to go to Universal Parks? I love a good water park, so I know I'd have a good time at Volcano Bay, but I have a hard time legitimizing the cost of a day in a theme park when all I can do is walk around. A little background, I can do all the rides in Disney except Everest and rock and roller coaster. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, Wait, sorry. I think I thought he was going to ask a different question, so I didn't understand the first part of the question.
0: Doesn't like roller coasters. Can he still get his value out of it?
1: Wait, so there was no question about the water park?
0: Oh, he said he thinks he can do the water. He loves water parks. Could do the water parks, but his is about, not about whether or not he should go to Volcano Bay. Knows he should go to Volcano
1: Bay. Should he go to the other parks, knowing that he doesn't like roller coasters? Well. Okay, so and he's saying the only two rides he doesn't do, or that he can do Everest, or he can't do Everest, doesn't do Everest or Rock and Roller Coaster. Okay, but those are the. See, that's where I'm. The question is, those are the only two that he hasn't done. Like he'll do Space Mountain or Thunder Mountain, or, mm-hmm. you. Know, so then, yeah, I I think for sure because I don't do um I'll I'll do Rock and Roller Coaster. I won't do it a lot, but like I I don't do Rip Ride Rocket. And I don't do the Hulk, but I do pretty much more or less everything else. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, this I don't know. Well, I do kind of know where. For a while there, Universal was really well known because of Dragon Challenge and Dueling Dragons, as well as the Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket. But uh, they're not focused on roller coasters as much anymore. So the question more is, can you handle roller coaster light with, with? an attraction like The Mummy That's or with Gringotts. About. If you can if you can handle Big Thunder Mountain, I feel like you can handle either of those attractions. So uh, if, as long as you can do that, you can do those, you're fine. Uh, if you can do simulators, so if you can do Star Tours, things like that, I think you're fine with all the simulator attractions at Universal. So really, it just comes down to, uh, are you okay paying that money knowing that you're not going to do the Hulk or Rip Ride Rocket and you're going to do everything else? And if that's a case, yeah, it's two attractions. It's yeah I, in the I entire think list.
1: Yeah, I don't know. For me, that still sounds worth it. I think even if you went into Diagon Alley and you didn't do Gringotts, you could still walk through and see the queue and stuff. But I still think that it would be worth seeing, you know. Yeah. And you could do the train, and you could do Men in Black, you could do. All these other attractions. I think Universal's got a lot of attractions. It's got a rep for being a roller coaster park, but it doesn't really have a lot of roller coasters, really. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with that. So, uh, next question comes from Aaron and says, Hey guys, I just renewed my Universal annual pass and got a great promotion of six additional free months. Good, good going. Basically, eight months for eighteen months for the price of twelve with the renewal. Do we think that Universal is offering this promotion because of the draw and hype of Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World in late 2019? Is this their attempt at keeping Universal annual pass holders from dropping their pass altogether?
1: No, I don't know. They they have a history of doing this though, so I don't. It's not. You're talking about the six months, like I don't. I think it's just kind of being like, hey. Here's a really good deal. Um, we know there are some of you that are probably going to plan a trip down here for some other theme parks, major opening thing. We'll sweeten the pot right now. If you get if you get your annual pass right now, it's going to be good through past that time.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at with this too. Universal pretty much regularly now offers the three extra months per year. So when they added the extra three months and did the six months, months with your annual pass that was definitely a a huge whopping benefit to it but ultimately from from the locals perspective uh i know there's a lot of people out there who they they only have so much money and walt disney world annual passes cost a lot of money whereas universal annual passes i feel like they can be more affordable uh, depending on which level you go for, if you go straight for Premier, obviously not. But like the preferred annual pass at Universal is is way 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 friendlier on the wallet than you know like the the base Disney pass that doesn't have block dates. So yeah. granted, you get more with the Disney parks than you get with Universal. Uh, I won't ever try to argue that it's four parks versus two, but it's it, when it comes down to it if you're looking at the parks as a, a form of entertainment something you want to do on weekends uh occasionally like mardi gras when the concerts come around uh, with situations like that if you love halloween horror nights and you want your free parking during the event so you don't have to pay for it like that's that's the part of the perks of having that universal annual pass so i feel like it's it, i feel like Universal's not afraid of losing pass holders once Galaxy's Edge opens up because they offer they offer a different experience as an annual pass holder by having their annual passes. So I don't I don't think they're they're super concerned with that. And you know, honestly, with with Disney, I think people know how terrible the crowds are going to be with Galaxy's Edge when it opens up right away. So uh, the idea of thinking that you need to drop universal as a pass holder to go to disney for galaxy's edge i mean The most adamant fans are going to say, no, I'm going to wait like six months or longer until Galaxy's Edge hopefully slows down. And that probably won't be for over a year after. So I don't I think it's just it's an added promotion. Maybe sales were
1: down on annual passes and they needed to make it back up a little bit. Uh, It's I think they know there's a window right now, like you said, that allows people to kind of take less of a risk. Yeah. You know, so if you if you're like okay, it's the same price, but now it's 18 months instead of 12. Like, it feels like all right. Well, that's a big, a much bigger value for my money. And it's like, okay, we don't offer this all the time, but we know you're going to come. So, yeah, why not pay it? You and know,
0: that's like I I can speak firsthand. I'm waiting for SeaWorld to roll that back out again. I I want to get next year. My goal is to start going to SeaWorld and Busch Gardens more often. Yeah. So I'm waiting for them to to release their three months free annual pass just like they did last year i didn't bite on it last year it just it wasn't the right time for me are to they, get it are they but,
1: bundled together or those two separate passes you're talking about
0: no you can get it bundled together oh, okay. you can do like a mm-hmm. sea world by itself a bush gardens by itself a bush gardens and sea world by itself or then one with sea world and aquatica and then hmm. i think one with all three too they have lots of options with that but uh yeah so like i'm specifically waiting for that too so uh it's i I think it's just sometimes you have to put out these promotions to finally lure the people in who were on the fence about it before just to sweeten the pot to get them to go so regardless if you were on the fence about it as we said when we talked about that annual pass deal this is the time to get it it's a great deal and remember you have until i think we said april yeah (laughs) to get that deal so just take advantage of it before it ends. So something you absolutely need to do. Okay, now we are going to move on to some uh, holiday-oriented questions, just kind of go in rapid-fire succession. So Jen asks, how long does Grinchmas go for? Also, does the Hogwarts Light Show change for Christmas and for how long? Well, Grinchmas will start in mid-November and it will run all the way through, uh, through, I think, January 6th this year so without yeah. pulling the dates up off, off the top of my head so
1: it's the, through the end of the first week of january isn't it
0: yeah so plenty of time to experience grinchmas but not to the point where it starts getting awkward like yeah. mm, it's it's way past <laughs> grinch should be going home at this point christmas is coming gone why is he still trying to steal he's it he's
1: sticking around for his favorite holiday halloween mm-hmm. yeah all the way there now you, that you i see. know that you see
0: you see Oh, terrible. And uh, in terms of the Hogwarts light show, uh, the the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle. Yeah, that will also start up right along with all of the other holiday offerings. And it is different from the the year round show that they'll show sporadically throughout the year. So if you didn't see it last year when it debuted, it is beautiful. Yes. I absolutely recommend checking it out and going on that uh lily asked what is the best place to view the christmas light show on hogwarts is there only one daily and any other tips to enjoy christmas at universal uh, i would say personally for me you either have to get that uh, stand right by where the stage is mm-hmm. with the frog choir stage uh, right towards the left side of the stage looking straight on at Hogwarts, I feel like that's probably the best place. That's the place I enjoyed it the most. And if not, then you have to find the place that feels best for you on the bridge, but the bridge is also a great spot to watch it.
1: I agree. Those are the the only places I really watch it.
0: Yeah, don't get too close and don't stand too far back. You have to watch how the crowds are moving in and out because they will just stop immediately in one place and make it look like, oh, I can't get to where I want to get and then little will you come to find out, if you just walk right around them, then there's a big open gap. Uh, there's The crowd control is awful for this show, so it really is about you making the effort to get to where you want to get. On top of that, too, it happens basically every 10 minutes, so you're not, you don't have to wait too long. It's like 10 to 20 minutes. I can't remember the exact number, but it's constantly throughout the night, starting at dusk all the way through close. So, uh, and other than that, with tips to enjoy Christmas at Universal, just Grinch it up. Enjoy the Hogwarts stuff. Go over to Diagon Alley and uh, check out uh, Celestina doing her Christmas show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I still like the parade. Hopefully, it's it's more and more upbeat than it was last year. Last year they are getting their toes wet and getting used to the new format with it. Hopefully, this year it'll be solid. But we'll we'll have more to say about that when we go and cover. Christmas stuff, I think next week. Yep, already, which is bonkers, to say the least. So, and bonkers then Bob cap what's that?
1: Bonkers D Cap. Hmm.
0: cool. Um, and then finally, Cassandra also asked, when will the parade and concert info be released for Mardi Gras? Any speculation to themes slash acts this year? No idea on the themes or acts this year, but the information usually comes out right around New Year's, mm. uh, where we start getting the full list. You some. I think the parade information comes out like usually in December at some point and then the concert list starts coming out in November or in January. Uh, so it'll be right in that time frame and then it'll kick off right around right around Mardi Gras and then run for two months after because that's what makes sense in life. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're going to wrap things up with one final question, and this one comes from Alyssa, and this one is a doozy. It's a three-parter, so strap in your seatbelts. Here we go for this ride. Hi, Craig and Rhino. I'm so excited that I can participate in the Universal question and answer now that I'm actually planning a trip. A dear friend and I are celebrating 30 years of friendship this year. We met in kindergarten, and we decided to go to Universal since we both love Harry Potter. We're staying at Cabana Bay for three nights in January and could not be more excited. So, number one, is it worth it to add Volcano Bay onto our tickets for our dates in mid-January? When I was at Disney last January, it was 40
1: degrees at night, so I'm hesitant. Uh, it can go either way in here. It's not, the weather is not consistent here. It, so it can be like comfortable. It, like, it can definitely be water park weather. Uh, what does it say where she's from? No. Okay. I didn't know if it was going to say like PA, like Pennsylvania yeah, or something. No, it like Um, cause I was going to say, if you're from new England and you're going to come down and go swimming in 70 degree weather, that's one thing people in Florida are like, oh, I'm cold. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. If you're only here for three days, I don't know if I'd... It sounds like you're going to end up doing too many things. You love Harry Potter. You're going to, I would say, take your time in each one of the places, and then you want the third day to go back and revisit them.
0: Yeah, I am right with you on that. The weather really is way too unpredictable to plan that out on, and I would never want to say, absolutely, the crowds are going to be slow. That is true, but if it's too cold to open, then you just you know your plans just went into disarray and everything would still work out but i don't think it's worth it in january to to start making those plans if you really want to hit volcano bay uh, i would absolutely recommend coming in like in september late september early october time period or even April late April early May so you know obviously this past couple weeks in October we've had some nights that have dipped down into the the 50s and 60s and it's kind of gotten really chilly but for the most part crowds are super light and the daytime temperatures when you're going to be out there enjoying everything is it's pretty pretty awesome so just those couple days where we'll have a cold spell bit january and february it's it can be more consistently cold so i think it's just too risky
1: uh it could be like windy too that time of year so it's like cold and windy and water i don't they don't mix
0: yeah it's just not worth it but uh number two i have an interactive one from 2015 and i'm wondering if the technology has improved or is it different enough for me to justify purchasing a new one
1: Um, Well, here's the thing. If you're looking for an excuse to get a new one, just go ahead and do it. They released um, the ones from Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I have to say, the Dumbledore wand is calling my name. um, Because remember, he has a wand. He doesn't have the Elder Wand yet. Um, But when you open the Grindelwald box, there it is. Um, But um, I don't know that it's improved. But if your wand is not functioning well, you can take it to the wizards at the shop. And they will correct that for you they they have specifically said that to me before that they will repair the wand
0: Yeah. so it's the the technology hasn't changed but as rhino just said if it's not working correctly uh it can be corrected and it will be corrected in that and honestly the wand chooses the wizard so that's
1: why i have five of them yeah
0: i only have
1: one rfid one though
0: a lot of the ones that were released haven't they haven't changed since 2015 but you might you the might new, have you might have changed yeah your your style might have changed you might be like oh I loved this one when I got it but I didn't really look at that one well enough or this character wand wasn't here that one so just because you have one don't limit yourself to only one yes uh, I'm not. I am not trying to promote wasting money.
1: Well, that's, that's <laughs> especially the thing. that much well,
0: on plastic yeah. that's going to sit there. And they've there.
1: gone up in price since 2015 because, like, I with like my friend's discount, I was like, I bought like two or three for twenty dollars with a discount. Now they're still like forty five dollars, and they don't do anything. And so I have like. You know, I have some of the character wands and then my birthday wand and then I was in the room once and the wand chose me and I'm like, well, I can't not get this now. now. Um, and that's how I got the RFID one. But you know what? You can display. It's all about displaying it appropriately in your house. You put two screws in a little wooden back and you draw a picture on it, maybe some varnish. It looks nice. Yeah.
0: Do what makes you feel best. Yeah. And now here's the tough part of her question. We want to do a progressive eating slash drinking from the parks through city walk and back to our hotel. What are three appetizers or bites and three adult beverages you would meander back from the parks to Cabana Bay?
1: Appetizers?
0: Small bites, anything. Choose three of them and then three drinks as well, too. Okay.
1: I'm thinking maybe like one of the rolls at Cowfish, like the Bergushi roll. Okay. Um, I don't, I can't remember. I know that NBC changed their menu a little bit.
0: They did, but my choice, I would, I was gonna pick one at City Walk and then two on the way back to Cabana Bay. The first one in City Walk, I would say, is get your giant pretzel at NBC mm-hmm. Sports Grill and Brew and then also get a beer of your choice if you're an IPA drinker. Their 862 that's made specifically for that restaurant is is pretty solid and then they usually have there they always have one seasonal rotating drink as well too. So that is that could be something that's more in line with your style beer-wise. They do have Tons of cocktails and stuff, too. And uh, honestly, if you're looking for more of a a fancy drink in that fashion, you know, I would I would go somewhere else. I would maybe say uh, in that same vein, if you want a big appetizer that can be split between people uh, with a solid drink is potentially even going to Margaritaville and doing their nachos and Mm, then also getting two margaritas. So your, your choice of what flavor you want but i think that's also a solid option for city walk i I like the idea with
1: cowfish but well the drinks are good there too the the buffalo bourbon and bacon whatever
0: yeah no their drinks are solid there it's just then about the what is the appetizer the plate that you're gonna split and i don't even know with that that's it's so so tough i like universally accepted good items like a pretzel
1: and nachos i like the tachos at um uh toothsome. Yeah, but you know you've scared me, so I don't know. But, I mean, I'm if, afraid to go there anymore now because of you. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid to go there.
0: But if you want to brave some, then yeah, there's also – there's the Tachos there, and then they have all their chocolate the, the cocktails. The chocolate old fashions, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are lots of interesting drinks there too. So um, that is also an option. Uh, making your way back, I would recommend the first stop being at Sapphire Falls and hitting oh, Strongwater yeah, Tavern really. yeah. for sure. Um, and – the with their cocktails honestly i i still don't think i've had a bad drink there they're
1: all incredibly unique too yeah. they're not you can find a lot of stuff that's you're not going to repeat anywhere else The milk punch. I like the clarified milk punch. It's different.
0: That's actually what my, if I had to pick one, I would think the milk punch would be the way I would go with that. And then then we found out from our last time there that they actually serve chicken tenders there, too, uh, courtesy of Steve. That's what Steve Porter got. Of course he did. So uh, that's that would be our recommendation. But now in all honesty, uh, there's tons of good Caribbean flavor.
1: There's one that has like a, it's like an egg on it and it's like a pork hash. Yeah. It's like the, okay. that one's real good. Yeah, that's
0: we're we're thinking the same way with that. Right. And uh, from there, my final stop would be go up to uh, go up to the 17th floor of Aventura oh, yeah. to Bow. to bar 17 and yeah, I would I would be right on board with that. Get your your three bow rolls, mm-hmm. and uh, I I I liked you liked the duck more than I did.
1: I liked them all. Yeah, I, I, I've had them all now. I think except for Every, the vegetable one i don't think yeah. i had that one
0: well there's no point in getting vegetables but the pork belly one back. is awesome yeah
1: the pork belly one was really good there was a one that was like crispy i think it was a, the fish one was really crispy
0: yeah the, the fish was okay i liked i had the chicken shawarma one and that one was delicious um and the duck was the duck was good it wasn't my favorite i think i'd put the fish over the duck a mm-hmm. little bit for me but uh, get get bow there and then with the drinks I know, Rhino, you said you weren't impressed with the one drink no. that you had up there. I had the sake cocktail, though, that they had up mm, there, and good. it was light. It wasn't overly sweet. It was it was kind of just a, a good all-around drink. Someone who likes sweeter drinks, I feel like they would say, oh, I can drink this. It's not as sweet as I like it, but it's still drinkable. And someone who doesn't like that sweetness to it could also be like, "Well, oh, you know what? This is nice and balanced for yeah. me." So, just good all around. So, that would be that would be kind of my recommendation as you make your way. And then once you get to Camana Bay, of course, there's so many good options to eat and drink over there. Well, specifically drink there. Just drink. <laughs> and Get so drunk that then you demand that they bring back tuna noodle casserole, and then <laughs> the night is over. I'm, screaming about uh, noodle. <laughs> tuna noodle casserole! Bring it back. I will pick it. I will. So, hope that helps with your advice, Alyssa. No, wait. That was our advice. Hope our advice helps with your trip, Alyssa, and... Hope you have a good time this January. So that's going to do it for this episode, asking all the questions. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted their questions. We obviously couldn't get to all of them, uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't ask the same questions over again. The next time we get back, we just picked, uh, we essentially picked ones at random. So doesn't mean your question was bad. It just means it wasn't chosen for this one. So we will get it the next time around if you resubmit it. That is so. Thank you, everyone out there who submitted your questions. Hope it was helpful for some people out there. Thank you, Rhino, for answering them with me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, as always, if you need more information, head over to disunplugged.com, show notes page for this show, all the others on the disunplug podcast networks, links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more, like our email address, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. Also, make sure that you are watching this on YouTube. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube that you are subscribed to our channel. You're hitting the thumbs up button, leaving comments below. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review us. So thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching this. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name.